Hi there, welcome to Talk Canicross. I'm Janetta George. And I'm Gail Walker. We're here today to talk all things Canicross, the fun way to get fit with your dog. So each month we'll be joined by a special guest or two. We'll hear from professionals, regular Canicrossers, and also dog and human experts in their field. It will be real people and real stories. So we hope you'll join us, whether it's for training tips, dog talk, or just for fun and encouragement. This is Talk Canicross, brought to you by DogFit. And don't forget to hit subscribe and keep in touch with all things Canicross. So welcome to our very first edition of Talk Canny Cross. We're excited this week to bring you two special guests. They're two new people to the sport of Canny Cross and we're better to start with lots of Q&As as well. Yeah, it's fantastic to have you guys here. And um, so we've got Carolyn and Kelly. Thank you. And welcome. <laughs> Thanks for um, having us. I think we'll just get straight into it because I'm very excited to hear how it's been going, for, especially for you, Carolyn, because I know you've already done a Couch 5K. I have, I have. Yeah. I, and there'll be lots of people obviously listening, dying to get some top tips. So, yeah, tell us a bit about your Canicross experience so far. Well, I never thought in a million years I'd be doing it for a start. It's, it's, I mean, I'm 58. Um, I'm probably that classic woman that walks a dog but really wants to do something a bit more. So with Canicross, when it first sort of I came aware of it um, and obviously found Dog Fit and found you guys and got the harness sorted out and I thought, oh my goodness what have I done mm-hmm. um, and I remember sort of putting Ted so I have a Hungarian Vizsla Ted um, I'm sure a lot of people out there thinking oh my goodness you've got a lively one he is but he's he's amazing and um, I cannot, all I can say is I found the best trainer ever because he doesn't take prisoners um, and the first time I harnessed him up um, I went with my husband and he was in front I got really good advice from you guys to say look let him let your husband run in front and then Ted will follow mm-hmm. so I was harnessed up and my husband was in front and he went off like a bullet and Ted followed him like a bullet and I was the one behind going oh my gosh stop stop because <laughs> I never realized that he could pull so firmly and um, it's been brilliant it's been absolutely brilliant So what was that first feeling like? Well, I was laughing hysterically. I have to tell you that. I was really laughing hysterically because if you could have a vision, it was a hell of a vision. Um, But it was suddenly, you know what it was? I was thinking about my dog and I wasn't thinking about me. And and I I hate running. I really hate running. I'm not a runner. I'm not built for running. But in this situation with Ted, he he just took off and I was focusing on him and I wanted to make sure he was okay. And it, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I've, yeah, so hence I did the couch to 5K. But let's let's speak to Kelly. So Kelly, tell us about where you are in your training oh, or not. Thanks, thanks for having me. Um, basically, I'm about to get my first dog. So um, yeah, new puppy on the way. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited hearing these stories from you, Carolyn. I'm really excited just to kind of like throw myself into the world of Canicross. Um, I'm quite active myself, um, do a bit of running, but I'm not a lover of running. So I'm quite keen to kind of do something, as you say, with the dog, with the best friend, new best friend, um, Dougal. So, you're, so you'll be a complete newbie then, apart from the fact that you've obviously done a little bit of running. Yes. So obviously just learning all the steps that you, that you need to go through. Yeah, I've got a lot of questions for you guys, basically. <laughs> sort of, yeah, very keen just to get your advice on, yeah, how to start basically. And um, yeah, I'm just kind of keen to get started, but like want to do it in the right way as well. I mean, one of the reasons when we started DogFit was because there was not really good advice out there or you couldn't find advice and uh, really was to bring the sport to the to grassroots people and people that had only seen it and not 
knew nothing about it so um and helping you start in the right way yeah and what's really good about having you both here today because you're at different stages in your canny cross journey you know kelly you're going to have certain questions because you've never done it before so i'm sure you're very curious about lots of things and carolyn you're at that stage where you've done a bit of canny cross now and you might have i'm imagining you've got questions about how you can progress Uh further and and what the aspects that you want to maybe improve on with with ted so yeah, hopefully we can answer a lot of your questions today. Yeah. So yeah, should we should we kick off then with yeah, one of you? So I don't know if Kelly, if you have a particular question you want to ask us. Yeah, I mean, what's the best way of just getting started in general? Like from the very beginning, what? Where do I start? <laughs> good, good question. Good question. I guess firstly, we, we you're getting a puppy, yeah. so one of the first rules for everyone really is your dog needs to be a minimum of a year old. Okay. And if you've got a larger breed dog, um, I know, Carolyn, you mentioned that you've got a Vizsla, yeah. you would be wanting to wait to they're at least 13, 14 months okay. because um, it's about the development of the growth plates and you don't want to do any damage with your dog. So even with a, with a young puppy, um, you'll have to do restricted walking. However, you know, there's lots of people that get puppies with, with a view that they do want to canny cross. You've just got to wait for that, that year, really, to come up. Um, Can you put them on, like, the harness or the lead just to get them used to it like without running with them like is that quite a transition to get them used to like a different lead or is yeah, that we, we a lot of our trainers actually do if you have somebody who's got a dog that's um not super young but say they're say nine months and ten months they've just got yeah. a couple months to go you know it's really good practice to get them used to their harness yeah. and wearing the, the using the equipment so I've got a puppy myself he's six months but I've been using it when I'm letting him know it's okay to pull in front and then I'm practicing certain cues as well commands which we can come on to in a bit but um yes definitely and it's good for you to get used to it because it's very different yeah. um to just running solo yeah what does it feel like do you feel sort well, of in control yeah what does it feel like tell me it's really interesting kelly because when you asked about what it was like when ted was was able to do it i got the harness um and obviously i wasn't running with him because i hadn't joined a group to do it um but just to get him to walk with it in front and actually i was hanging on to the harness thinking i can't let go i can't let go and then i obviously let him go and he was walking in front because suddenly you feel like you've got free hands so you're used to holding a lead so it and then he kept looking back quite a bit and i just kept saying yeah go on ted uh, come on and this was without my husband at the time because I was just with um, with Ted and I. And he got it quite quick, but I just had to be careful on the roads because obviously I was a bit concerned because they, they've really got a lot of scope, haven't they? And they, as soon as they can go sideways. But yeah, it was good. I just they, walked with him. Do they instinctively pull then or is that something you kind of have to... It, it can it can do. depend on the dog. I mean, obviously okay. that's what the sport is around. around yeah. and, um, and it is... You know, it's hands-free trail running with your dog. Um, So we are running um, kind of on tracks and trails. Um, To go back to your original question, Kelly, you need three bits to start Canicross, basically. You need um, a Canicross harness for your dog. You need a bungee line that will connect you with your dog. And you need a proper Canicross belt Mm -hmm. that will make sure it's taking the pull from the right part of your body. You don't want any, you don't want a waist belt that will, going to the small of your back so you want those three elements um and obviously they need to be fitted for your dog as well or um you can get advice on on fitting from us um 
but it's you can start with hands-free walking. Um, Carolyn, did you start with? You presumably, you started. I, I did with hands-free walking with him. Yeah, just so I could get I could get used to it as well because it was really new for me too, as well as for Ted. So we did. We we kind of did hands-free. But you know, you're saying about the belt. I was really surprised how comfortable that was. One, I put it on and I felt like I was about to scaffold down the side of a building because it's like putting on a whole harness. I really didn't want to look in the mirror to think, "Mm, maybe I won't check that out. But, you know, when I was clipped in and everything else and and you guys told me of the security, how to keep it the right pressure and everything else and that it was the right fitting, it's really comfortable. I I was surprised on that. So when he did start to pull a bit, actually... It was fine, you know. I didn't feel in any way that anything was cutting in. Yeah, it's good to hear. I mean, the, a, a good belt will be designed to pull f- through the hips, yeah. not through your your actual back Definitely and your waist, that. and that's why it's you know especially comfortable. And then with the the added benefit of the bungee, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a really nice pull. Um, and but you get lots of different belts out there. The one we designed was you know specifically lightweight. Um, we've got a po- handy pocket as well. Um, but yeah, it, I think that helps with the comfort as well, the weight of it and, and just the fit. Do you know that hand, that handy well. pocket, girl? Is, I know that's actually really important because I didn't, you know, you kind of, I wanted somewhere to put my phone. And, you know, and <laughs> I know we're talking about Kenny Cross, but really the phone really, I, need, I wanted something big enough because often those things aren't big enough to put your proper phones in. And it was great. And I feel, you know, it was really good. Yeah, no, absolutely. Good I mean, design that, guys. <laughs> some, people, yeah, some people put the phones in and some people don't. And anyone that's completely new to Canny Cross and um, thinks that, you know, the leg straps, they're going because all the belts are designed with leg straps. If you think that, you know, the leg straps are going to feel awkward or they're going to rub, they really don't. And, um, you know, we've run kind of half marathons and marathons. You just don't notice it at all. It's designed that it's super comfortable. Yeah. So now there's a name. <laughs> Half a marathon. You ready, oh, Kelly? Oh. Yeah. There you go, Kelly. This time next year. Yeah, <laughs> so, how long did it take you then to get used to, like, is Ted? like pulling you or like how long did it take him he, to get used really, to it he really pulls that, okay. I mean, that was a shock really <laughs> he pulls like a train are you He's... sort of scared still no, or do, do you know you what I, do, I suppose because I know no different and yeah. I feel really you know and other trainers have, people have tried him and said gosh he really does pull it's great yeah. um, but he's still young because he's what 15 months now so he's quite excitable and he run he he actually pulls quite nicely with a group of people and he does like to be out in the front um, you know for somebody who doesn't run I, I, I've got to tell you it's like like, I'm suddenly in the in the lead, you know, so, and I'm looking, and Ted's like pounding away, and whereas I run on my own, I, you know, I'm like running through syrup, but with this dog, it's all, I, you know, honestly, you just I'm going along, and it's so, yeah, yeah. I, it really, really is amazing. But he pulled, he pulls really nicely, and I, yeah. I don't know any, I don't know any different. Although, and it's a question for you two, mm. is you know when I go on my own with Ted, and I've done it a few times, not much, he's not so good. He, he will be so distractive. So what, what advice can you give me on that? Because he will suddenly stop dead. That's not great because I come careering up behind him and he then suddenly will shoot off. Yeah. I mean, it's different for different dogs and, and it's not completely uncommon because some dogs just run better in a pack with other dogs and that's what spurs them on. Um, I've got a dog that always pulls better in a group than when he's on his own. But what I've done is I've spent time using commands so that when we do go on our own, you know, so... For example, if he decides he's going to... He might go to sniff more often than normal because he hasn't got yeah. the distraction of the, the rest of the pack. And I just have a command, you know, so, I, so I, I'll, just, I'll just say, you know, on by. And he's got used to that and he knows, oh, I can't stop here. And then when he, I do 
when it is okay to stop, you know, I'm letting him do that. So it's about letting him have some time as well. Yeah. Because it is a lot harder for some dogs to just run on their own and I want him to have fun and enjoy it. But it does mean when he is pulling, he knows that's the job at hand, but he also gets some time out as well. Um, and then he and he thoroughly enjoys it because, you know, his tail's going and he's... um you know, loving it. But it does, it take, uh, commands for me, that's the best bit of advice and practice because when you're out with other dogs, it's easy just not to use commands because they're just following the others. But just reinforce their behaviour. So when they're not, if they are running how you want them to, just say, good boy, good good boy, Ted. And if if he goes to sniff, you know, try introducing a command like on by or leave it. And just practice makes perfect, as no, they say. No, that's really good advice because he uh, he has stopped before and then gone backwards. And I'm like, no, this is not where I want to go. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's trying yeah. to keep it up. That's really good. But he's young as thing. well, so he's just yeah, he's, he's trying things out, isn't he? He's getting yeah, he used is. to it. He is. Yeah. So can all dogs do this thing? Because I'm just thinking of my mum. She's got two like small schnauzers, and I think she'd actually probably build up like by walking, maybe. But like, can you run with any type of dog, or is it only for us lot with big? Hounds. <laughs> you might not have a big hound. <laughs> you don't know how big he's going to grow. Yeah. He's a rescue, you mentioned, didn't you? Yeah, it's a rescue so, dog from Cyprus. Yeah. yeah, we don't know if he's going to be have a bit of like Basset hound in him. Oh. Or... <laughs> we'll find out. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the answer to the question is absolutely. And yeah. we run with all sorts of dogs, um, all sizes, all breeds. Um, obviously at the top end of the sport like professionals that are doing international canny cross competitions they will typically be running with hound type yeah. dogs um, and graysters and euro hounds and pointers um, but you know we run with um, very small terriers sometimes they can be absolute pocket rockets wow. and then you can get a big dog like a boxer I mean we run with a with a boxer that's not a very good puller I mean yeah. he loves being out and canny crossing with the group but he's not a natural puller you will get some dogs so his owner's in front basically and he's behind yeah well yeah I mean there are obviously things and as Gail mentioned the commands and running with a group can help train the dog and if you've got a young dog and you're starting from scratch when he's over a year old um, then the best thing is to actually try and um, meet up with a group um, you know and then actually so he starts to learn from the other dog so he learns when he's in that harness that he is canny crossing and he's he pulls um, and they will naturally do it it's amazing you you just run you know and everyone is spaced out everyone's got their dogs um, on the line giving yeah. each other space um, but it's a great way to to start him off and yeah. be consistent that the, the whole thing about any dog training um and especially canny cross as well you just commit consistent in your commands yeah. you know one day don't say to them oh let's go and then the next day you change it to a different command yeah. they just need to hear those same commands over and over um but yeah we run with all sorts and 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 people as well you know everyone can start if you can brisk, walk briskly for 30 minutes yeah you can go on to canny cross a couch to 5k yeah. but you, it's about taking your time yeah and we do we do say if you're unsure of anything consult your gp or vet you know because not all dogs it's just like people you've got to make sure that they're 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 able to, to get started but you know generally speaking it's for anybody and any dog yeah. um and yeah and just build up gradually it's just like a person if you're gonna mm. you don't get up one day and run a marathon yeah. as much as you might 
think you can you're going to feel it the next day um but it's just the same with dogs you build them up gradually together and make sure it's always make sure it's fun i mean canny cross is the is the best sport around i think because it is so much fun and and karen you'll you'll know yourself because you've already started doing it with yeah. ted and that bond that you get oh from, it's, it's something it's else lovely. isn't it oh it, it's mm. so lovely and i've really been quite wowed you know of how much i've really enjoyed i've really really enjoyed it i didn't think i would as much but you know and because you're not as i said you're not thinking about yourself you're thinking about your dog so you know your head is in the dog really um and i've loved it but i have got a question for you too so my husband as you probably gather he's quite fit and sporty and obviously he was the one that was with ted that first time now if he i we run at very different paces obviously is that going to confuse the dog because obviously he's desperate to go canny crossing and i won't let him because he's my dog but that's beside the point um but mm-hmm. obviously i might let him now and again but if he runs with ted is that not going to confuse the dogs you know richard's is lot you know fitter he's going to be faster is that is that still okay to do that for chop and change partners so yeah to speak? i mean i think I, the first thing is you've obviously got to train your husband to know what commands <laughs> you're using <laughs> sorry, sorry, hey, could you say that well, you're the one that's obviously been putting the hard work in and as you said you've built you're building a really good bond with Ted and you're you know learning about all the kit and running with the group so it's about consistency so you know if your husband is about to start doing it as well I mean he might you might want you might want to buy his own canny cross belt because you've probably got yours <laughs> adjusted. Absolutely. Gosh, can you imagine that? He's adjusting. Well, you've probably got yours fine tuned. It's yeah. nothing more annoying than putting putting a belt on and somebody else has tightened all the straps. Um, and I would get him to go out with the group that you're running with. You might have to run dog free, which uh, no. you might not like. <laughs> but I think you it's a it's him following the same sort of commands. And obviously, if he's a faster runner than you, the dog will pull him faster he will go faster but he if you're using consistent commands when you're saying with me for example if you were running downhill you just get him to use all of those commands as well so given the fact you've actually i think you've done catch the 5k i you did mentioned. i said at the beginning didn't yeah. i i did that I was that's one of the nicest medals i've got it's hanging in by my bed <laughs> yeah and so so you've kind of you've done that but so you've done an amount of work with um with your dog so um yeah i think i think maybe go out with a group um but help your husband kind of with the command seat that would be natural that you're, you're using he'll have to use your commands now he can't I will make up his own. I'm not sure I'm going to tell him that yet you know I might no. just say oh, no it has to be me, me or maybe you time. need another dog yeah exactly oh my goodness <laughs> two dogs two visuals could you, you imagine it yeah <laughs> that would be extreme boost yeah. Yeah. do you guys run with more than one dog then yeah I I, I up until recently because one of my dogs is a bit older now I used to run with, with my two staffies together so what I use for that is I, I add a splitter onto the end of the single line okay. because they're the same shape and size pretty much they run really lovely together yeah. and uh so yes, I mean that's not uncommon either. I mean I've actually seen people run with like four dogs. I'm wow. not saying I would do that personally, wow. yeah. but um, yeah, we'll and that, that. depends. And some people run with dogs of different sizes as well. There are different ways and means of doing that. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's great fun. You obviously again, it's about consistency, yeah. and they can feed off each other, and they're still looking to you to give them the right commands. But obviously, you're getting a, a stronger pull. Yeah. So you've got to yeah, Extra bear that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't suggest it for a complete beginner. Clearly. Yeah. Build up gradually, no. yeah. and then you get your confidence on your feet and getting used to the equipment before you add yeah. the dog. And and it depends on your individual dog. Like if you've got a 
boy a male vigiler who's super strong two of yeah. those like you said it could be oh a bit too much <laughs> I'd be breaking world records wouldn't I <laughs> I'd be flying yes. I would be literally that woman flying in the air on the news at 10 yeah <laughs> absolutely and I think it is you know it depends on the person it depends on the dog I think you meant you mentioned your mum's got schnauzers yeah and um you know they're quite small and I, I don't know how big your mum is but it, it's like she might want if she was going to start the sport yeah. and had never done it before she might want to start with one yeah. and then put the two of them on a splitter um and Just build up to it build up to yeah. it yeah but that sounds good absolutely and it's such fun so you guys mentioned commands um are there specific commands that you would advise using or can this be set by us or yeah, what would you recommend? Yeah, so there are there are a number of really good commands that you can use for Canyon Cross. And I think Janetta touched upon it earlier. As long as you're consistent, so there isn't one right command, you know, particular command, because some people have the various, um, and they might use different commands for yeah. the same action. What do you use? So my, there's lots, so one of the most popular ones, and the, the one you're probably going to use the most, are left and right. Yeah. And... Uh, in dog mushing, some people use G and Ha or Haw. So they're very different. It's just the same thing, but they're quite common. Yeah. And uh, I found that's been the best one for me, especially when I'm doing technical routes. Okay. Uh, I've done events with my dogs, and I remember once uh, it was there were loads, we were running through the forest, and it was the best thing I'd taught him. Yeah. And it's very easy to teach your dog so that. They can understand that then. I yeah. It's like the pitch and like. Of your so, voice. Yeah, I think, and what it is is when you train that command so when you're going at the point you're going left you give a tug on the line as you're turning and then you say the command so that reinforces it that reinforces that behavior and as they're turning left you might say good boy good girl and it's the same with right and then over time you won't need to put a tap on the line you won't need to pull the line that way you naturally get to um, a junction and you I just say left and then my dog will just turn and what's really good about that you're not having to stop yeah. and point the dog the right way. They'll just naturally do it. And I've even got to the stage where my dog's almost half looking round because he can see there's a junction coming up. He's thinking, I've got to, yeah, which way? <laughs> so left and right's really, really popular. Yeah. I, the, one of my other favourite commands, it took me, it takes a while to perfect it, but it's when you're going downhill because I know a lot of um, mm. our listeners will be wondering about that because yes. <laughs> if you're a suit, the professionals will just go for it and they'll just let the dog pull and they'll keep up with them and, you know, that's that's the best most efficient way to run downhill if yeah. you've got the you know ability and and then you're brave enough not quite there. No, no, I don't no. think I am <laughs> but, even if, but I actually don't even I, I find it just really hard on the knees especially yeah. if it's really steep so or I've like taught my dog ground maybe exactly well, and there's like, the train yeah. as well to think about so I've taught my dog a command to stay um next to me or slightly behind me so I say the word back but going back to my earlier point, some people will say with me or heel, as long as you're consistent. And what I did is I just gradually practised, and we've actually done a video on this as well. So I started on the flat and gradually increased um, the decline. And then as I'm walking along or jogging, I'm saying the command and holding the line in yeah. to, and then reinforcing it. So he knows boy. where you want him to be. Yes. So now mm-hmm. when I get to a hill, sometimes I just tap the line and he knows and I just say back. And he'll wait. And then when I get almost at the bottom, I just say, let's go. Or, you know, let's... Yeah, Yeah, so he knows it's time to pull. So I think left and right, and um, 
the, the back for downhill are very good ones. Are there some others that you use, Janetta? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you have to use the language that comes naturally to you. There's no right or wrong. So okay. if you want your dog to run with you and want to say sausages, you can say that as long as you always <laughs> say sausages. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I use with me when I run downhill and I use up up when I want the dog to kind of increase increase when when I'm going uphill and I need that extra bit of help there um so you know and it's a fun thing to do and and especially if you're you know if you in a group situation as well you know you can weave through trees and see who can kind of get their dogs to be going left and right and as Gail said it's a great feeling you know I used to be a horse rider and I had noticed with Canny Cross, it's the same sort of feeling that you are, at, you're doing something with your dog and you're a team together. Yeah. Um, and if you get on to do events, I know, I mean, I know that you've said you are a runner and you've probably done a few events, but if you wanted to go in and do Canny Cross events with your dog, yeah. it's an absolute great feeling, um, you know, you and your dog and going, I mean, coastal trail marathons, half marathons, if you want to go that far. Wow. It's just you and your dog yeah. and having a lovely time yeah. and having fun together. I can just see it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a while to wait, I have to say, but um, in, a, in a couple of years, because again, you know, the longer distances you've got to build up to. And Yeah. Yeah. No, it must feel great. I suppose you're like kind of on the same wavelength then once they've fully trained and you're kind of like at one with them so it yeah. feels more natural then. It, it increases the bond without a doubt and yeah. we've heard this from you know well, we know this ourselves but you hear it from from people maybe with you know reactive dogs or dogs that um you know they don't spend much time with that it can be transformational really yeah. in their relationship with their dog it's yeah. amazing Awesome. Do you know, Kelly, I use the I use the word on on to Ted to make him go forward. And I do say with me to try and get him back. He's not quite as good as he could be, but we're still quite new, obviously. Um, so, you know, but he does get the on on and he will he will go. But the with me is not. So I've had a situation where he's gone downhill and it was quite a steep hill. And I'm, I'm saying, Ted, with me, with me. And it's sort of this high shrilled voice and this 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 animal is like going okay I'll carry on is there no with me with me I did yeah I did and in fact one of the things when I because I did ask you guys about this is to sit back into your harness to really sort of hold because he's so strong he's so strong and you know he, he and obviously I'm not quite there with these canny crosses marvels out there where they can just go full pell um, so I have sat back and he's slowed down yeah. because um, that was nerve wracking and I haven't got the left and right yet that's I think he just follows the pack more than knows that so I'm going to have to work on this I think yeah you should just introduce that like if he's going left even if he's already gone left so he starts to understand that I mean one of the things we always get asked when we we do shows and events and and newbie canny crossers you know what stops the dog from pulling you over because I think that's yeah a big fear probably yeah Yeah. especially if you've got a strong and I like obviously Carolyn's got and um but I think most people think as soon as you're attached and you're not your hands free that the dog could pull you over and obviously if you were not concentrating and you weren't in balance then you know you can trip over at any time however if because you're the canny cross harness is around your core you're at your strongest point and we always um we always tell people you know start with walking start with walking and then stop and then walk and stop just to get yourself used to the harness don't just don't just put the kit on and go go hell for leather you need to 
you know, feel confident in yourself, how the pull is coming from the dogs. Because it's a funny reaction that you're suddenly doing hands-free and you let go of the lead. Everybody wants to kind of hold on. Um, but you're actually a lot stronger than you are holding a dog on a lead and a collar that will pull you off balance. Mm, interesting. Would you guys advise then doing like the first few runs with a team of other more experienced canny crossers? Like obviously it would be a bad idea for me to just go out on my own I'm assuming like it's, what's the best way yeah out? I mean it's good to um definitely try out the kit first yeah. so you might do a taster session yeah you know whether that's with one of our dog fit trainers or if you've got a friend who already canny crosses yeah. just that so you get used to it first and then yeah the way I first did it I went out with a group and my it helped encouraged my dog because then she just did what everyone else was doing yeah and also it was the best fun because I felt like I was just one of the dogs running along with them in the pack I mean it was absolutely amazing I'll never forget that first time and uh, my dog just had a blast and she loved it and I think this my second run was actually an event I entered (laughs) it's a bit I'm not recommending this necessarily but I was a bit gung-ho a bit like you Carrie and I thought well I don't know any different just go for it yeah but I, I definitely think it's it's really it's just nice to run with other people and dogs because it's such a friendly social sport anyway yeah. and it's not like solo running I know people run go to running clubs but I do a lot of road running as well and I go running out on my own but with Canny Cross it's, it's not the same without other people personally I, I've loved it I've loved the social aspect mm-hmm. of it all and because you come along to a group with a group of people with all dog, different types of dogs mm-hmm. and so it's great for Ted yeah. um, with the socialisation and it's also just it's just being with like-minded people and I've, I've loved that mm-hmm. because you know you just, it's like with any sport thing you kind of go there there's no preconception about anything you know you're all loving your dogs you're all just wanting to do it mm-hmm. lots of laughter I mean we've had situations where the dogs have seen water and you're on the harness and they're like well hey and it's like no you know thinking about who's going swimming here me or the dog and it's just been such it's been that I've really really enjoyed it's interesting Karen you touched upon the socialization aspect yeah now we get a lot of people that come to us and ask a it's a very common question um around having dogs with behavioral issues right. for whatever reason um or dogs that can't be let off the lead they might have just got acquired a rescue dog so they don't know what they'd be like off lead and we actively encourage it and canny cross is actually a really good sport for helping socialize them and getting them used to other dogs because you're in a safe environment as long as people respect each other and they don't approach the dog with their dog and there's no re- nothing stopping that dog coming going out and having a run and it's the next best thing to being let off the lead because at least they get to run still but they'll be around other re- re- dogs in a safe environment you've also really got that good. control in case they mm. do become and you yes. you know you, they're on the harness so you can actually move away the dog's got to come with you so yeah no we fit yeah we do i mean we as gal said we actively encourage people that have got reactive dogs and rescue dogs and you can run with a dog in a muzzle we've got a blog post which advises the right way of introducing that but you know it you know we're about encouraging people to make take those first steps um because i don't know of anyone that's tried it and hasn't liked it and all the all the years that we've been running dog fit and all the people that we've helped and kind of worked with um you know such a fabulous sport which is we love it I've, I've seen lots of people actually run, uh, running, just holding their dogs on the normal lead. Um, yeah. yeah, and I kind of think, oh my gosh, that, you know, and I feel like I need to co pass and go, dog fit, dog fit, <laughs> go see them, you know, because seriously, you suddenly see the, the thoughts and that and everything. Yeah, else. well, it's not, it's not good for 
the, the dog or the owner. Um, and obviously, if you see people running on pavements, you shouldn't be running on pavements Yeah, either. I was about to ask you that because I know you mentioned that and I can't remember what you said about that, why, why I couldn't have taken Ted on a pavement because we, we go into the woods quite a lot. Yeah, so it's all the best, trail running. So. Trail running with it, always trail running. It's just running. it can be quite harsh on their pads, especially in the summer. I mean, there's nothing... I run on the terrain it could be the bit of tarmac you you touch upon as part of your run but I wouldn't go out on a specific 10k road run with my dog pulling because it is you know the wear and tear on their on their paws and um so it is a bit harsh and trail running is is much much um softer um and it's better terrain for them so that's why and there's no cars no nicer views for us as well so it nicer view for us and and we do we do stop because uh, for water points because Tate gets really really thirsty when he's running which I never noticed before but so we we need to make sure we stop for more water is is there any particular I would I would plan where you're going to run for sure and um, I mean we're recording this in the height of a a heat wave and none of us are canny crossing at the moment it's just too hot and too humid for the dogs so so if you are running in the summer, you need to be really mindful of yeah. running really early in the morning or late in the evening, um, somewhere where you can get water stops or you carry water with you for the dog uh, or an aqua pack so that you can actually give your dog um, water on the way. Uh, and even in the winter, you know, there are some dogs that will drink more than others. Um, you, you make sure you've always got water in your car when you get back um, because the dogs really do need to hydrate, um, obviously, like humans do, but all dogs are different. Actually, Ted did his first swimming lesson on the Canny Cross, which he'd never swum because he's so he's so young. He's my first dog, so I'm, I'm learning everything all the way. And um, he actually, um, we came to a river and everybody let their dogs off and I let Ted off. And I thought, oh no, he won't go in, he won't go in. And then suddenly he was like, oh my goodness, he's swimming. And it's like a child, you want to take a photo and send a photo home. It's like dog's first steps. But, um, and that was that was great. And now he loves it. He just is in and out of the water. So it's been some other experiences outside of the Canning Cross that we've experienced with Ted, which has been so nice. So nice. You guys mentioned about terrains. I actually live in London. Like, can you... Because obviously we don't have the like the benefit of all the lovely countryside around here, but... Can you run in parks? Like, is that okay? Like, would, are people with city dogs, can they still do it? Yeah, totally. I mean, we've yeah. got trainers around in those sort of areas and they'll run in the, the Royal Parks, for example. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it's very common yeah. to do that. And I think just just like people who run dogless will run around the parks yeah, and yeah. Uh, do that. So, yeah. Just for the country? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. not, no, not no. at all. Actually, that, yeah. <laughs> it's nice to run in the country, but um, mm. also, you, obviously not at the moment in lockdown, yeah. but you are allowed to run in, in um, a lot of park runs. Uh, as well yeah so there's a there's a which is which is great but there's a couple of rules in place around that um one you need to have your dog on a shorter line so a standard canny cross line is two meters long so the dog is two meters away from you um but we also sell a shorter line which is 1.2 meters long so and park run have a rule that you have to have the shorter line because obviously your dog is closer to you yeah what Parkrun don't want is, is lots of dogs, you know, getting under the feet yeah. of anybody else. Um, so, and you're only allowed to run with one dog. So if you have got 
two dogs, you can only take one. Um, and we've written a blog post about it, but we're always super courteous if, because we don't want to be, you know, a, a pain with our dogs. You know, you always tell people if you're overtaking them, because you will yeah. at the end of a park <laughs> run when everyone else is slacking and your dog is going for it. That's a great feeling. Yeah. But always being super courteous about, you know, I'm coming behind you on your left because some people totally, it's unexpected that you have a, a dog with you. Yeah. And again, just a, some park runs are, are a lot on tarmac. So avoid those ones and you always need to check beforehand. But yeah. it's great. It's great fun. And you'll run a f- much faster 5K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't know there was different lengths of the bungee jump, bungee mm. things. I thought there was, because I'm Ted's on a small one. Yeah. I didn't realise there were different lengths. So what's the purpose of that? Why, why are there different lengths? Um, well, it, like Janessa said, it originally started as a two metre line. That's the standard line. And but what I like about the shorter lines, because it often depends on the size of the dog and the size of the person. So I, my husband prefers the longer line. You know, he's nearly six foot. He's got a big, he runs with our biggest dog. So he doesn't want her too close to him because he wants to give her more range of movement. Um, whereas I run with one of our smaller dogs and I'm a lot shorter than my husband and I prefer shorter to have the shorter line. And then it depends on the waist belt because some belts come out a bit further than others. I'm getting a bit technical here, but it's about the overall length between you and the dog. Um, and if you want a bit more control as well. So if I'm doing, and I sometimes vary it to be fair. So I sometimes use the shorter line if I'm going out on a more technical route. So I want the dog, my dog a bit closer to me. Or if I think I'm going to bump into lots of people and other dogs, I just don't... Get, exactly. But then when I'm often... If I'm doing a race or if I'm running in more open spaces, I often use the longer line. So it's down to personal preference. Yeah. But for a be- complete b- beginner, it's not really too much of a big deal as long as you've got... The, you feel comfortable and you, your dog's, you've got your dog in control. And some people, if they've got a dog that doesn't really pull very much especially if you're training them to pull you might prefer the shorter line because then there's a lot less of the line you know flaming around it might be something i progress to a longer line as more experienced to become with ted because he's such a strong dog you probably will end up with a longer line longer line if he Mm. he, once he gets yeah yeah, once he gets more sort of fine-tuned so so to speak or maybe it's me that needs to be more fine-tuned um (laughs) one or the other um that that longer line probably Mm. does seem to make a little bit more sense actually yeah, it, it, it depends because if, as Gail said, if, if your dog doesn't pull, then you end up holding the line, which defeats the whole issue. Um, and if you just want your dog closer control, uh, then the shorter line is, is the preference, really. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a good bit of advice there. Mm. So Kelly, you're going to have to join me, you know, when you get no. these dogs over. Well, now we know each other. Now we've met. <laughs> so you should come up and we should uh, take the dogs out. I know. I can't wait. I've got a bit. I've got to wait for a year, I guess, haven't I? Build him up. Yeah, uh, I'll be patient. Half marathon. Which I know. The next do you know? I, I, I can't believe I'm saying that. I said to you how, how old I was, but it's like I really want to do a competition. And it's like, yeah, it's honestly, my, my family don't recognise me. Um, I really want to do a competition. So, you know, if there's, yeah I, yeah, I just need to look out. Obviously, once we're out of the situation we're in with the lockdown, but that would be great to find, you know, somewhere I could go and do that. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different types of events. And we, we have them listed on our website, but oh, you you get uh, the dedicated canny cross races, which are probably a bit more serious. And they normally are 5K and they're staggered starts. Or you've got the general races that allow canny crosses so you'll have a lot of dogless runners i personally prefer those i enjoy those and i might go with a few friends and they the canny crosses might either start before or after 
the rest of the runners. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we hunt, hunt them down. We we hunt them down. But I've done some really lovely coastal runs up to marathon distance. But you can do anything from five k to ultras, depending on the dog and your ability. But I just just love it because I'm not worried about the time. It's just about being out with the the dog and yeah, and having fun. Totally. Yeah, it certainly is fun. That's for sure. Absolutely. And um, thanks, guys, for coming here today and and chatting through all your questions. Just before we kind of wind this one up, both of you, is there one piece of advice that you would give to someone maybe thinking about it that hasn't started yet? Well, probably more for Carolyn than Kelly because you haven't started yet. I would say just do it. And first of all, don't worry about you as a person, how old you are, what shape or size you are, or what people think of what you're doing. Just just do it. I think that's, you know, I think that's been used in a tagline with Nike before, but you know, <laughs> hey. But it really, it really just do it because yeah. I, I, and I didn't want to come across like this mad woman going, oh, but I love it, I love it. But I actually generally have found something really quite special. And, you know, I wanted to get out, get fitter and everything else. So my advice to anybody listening to this and they're not sure about it, well, firstly, I say, contact DogFit because you guys have been awesome. You've been so supportive and helpful because I had so many questions yeah, at the beginning, but just, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> 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 and how do you feel, Penny, after having heard all about I'm sold. I'm sold. No, I think it's really good just to kind of speak with you guys. Um, And yeah, as Carolyn said, you've been really helpful with all of my questions that I've been bugging you with. So it's really good to know that there's a team out there, I guess, just to kind of advise as I'm kind of learning. So yeah, thank you. Well, make sure you get back in touch in a year's time then and good luck with the new pup. Thank you. (laughs) So we're so excited to have brought you our very first episode of Talk Canny Cross. And there's lots of exciting other guests that are going to come in and talk to us every month so please check in with our instagram dogfit uk or facebook page um, where we'll keep you updated of who the next person is going to be and what we'll be talking about yeah and we look forward to hearing from everybody if you've got any questions you know don't hesitate to contact us on our social media channels yeah absolutely you can tell we're passionate about the sport so please do get in touch thank you thanks for listening